No need to whine and slimy balloons up. Have some wine and join us on the Whiny Palooza podcast with Rebecca Green. Welcome to the Whiny Palooza podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Green. I'm a wife, mother of three, and licensed clinical social worker. I also have three fur babies at home, too. My passion has always been to help children and their families. I always dreamed of being a wife and a mother. Parents are always learning through their struggles, failures, and successes and joys. I am no stranger to this wild ride of parenting, and I know behind every great parent lies a team of supportive friends and family. I want to be part of your support system. I want you to know that you are not alone. We are in this parenting world together. Join me every week for insightful discussions with experts on parenting and marriage, as well as other parents who have found the secret to successes in parenthood. You'll learn tips and tricks to make life with your family better than ever. I hope you will follow along with me while we dive into what it takes to achieve a happy family. Hello, everyone. This is Rebecca Green for the Viney Flusa podcast. Today, we have Rebecca Maddox L. Hawkum. She is a mommy blogger, blogging at almama.com since 2008. Almama began as a place to document life with two children and one on the way. It grew to a place that now documents all things Almama and has over 150,000 views. The L. Hawkum family has also grown a lot over these last 12 years. They're raising five children ages 16 months to 15 years. Currently, the four big L's are enrolled in four different schools, (laughs) and they're busier than ever. Not to mention, they have a toddler in the mix. Oh boy, and we are all at home. Rebecca and her husband, Mustafa, live in Bel Air, Texas with the five L's, where Rebecca is a work-at-home mom, blogger, community volunteer, creator, and singer-songwriter. She has an acclaimed full-length album that she wrote and recorded with Nashville record producer Marshall Altum. I'm saying it, I should have asked you that name too. (laughs) Well, this is amazing. This is so much stuff that we need to dive into. I want to I want to learn all about this awesome resume that you have. Oh, thanks. It's so nice to meet you. Thanks so much for having me on the show. So nice to meet you. Thank you so much for being here. I would love to know how you got started blogging. So it's basically like what you said um, in the intro. I just uh, had the two little ones and a baby girl on the way and kind of wanted a place to just kind of document things. And it just grew and grew to, um, you know, people got really interested in what we were doing in the summers because at, at one point, you know, I had four kids under the, at age five and under. So, <laughs> oh, you know, my God. <laughs> you know what? it was honestly, it was honestly so crazy and it happened so fast that I didn't realize how insane it was until years later, you know, <laughs> we, were, we were out of it and, you know, anyway. So. Now, now you're coming out of the fog. Right. Yes. I've been out of the fog for a while. So people kind of thought, well, we were really crazy when we had another baby after we were like, oh we were my gosh. happy and <laughs> throw a little awful. baby in the mix, you know, so. Just, just add some more into it. Why not? <laughs> Do you have a couple blogs? Can you tell us a, maybe a couple favorites that you have? 
Yeah. So my husband is, um, is Lebanese American. So his, his dad is from Lebanon and his mom is a fifth generation Texan. And so, um, she had actually learned how to cook from her mother-in-law. And so I, um, really loved like the Lebanese grape leaves. And there's just a lot of the Lebanese dishes that I really love and my husband loves. And so, um, like one of my most popular blogs, um, was actually me sitting with her learning how to make grape leaves. And so that was like one of the most viewed ones. And then, um, there was a summer, like I said earlier, that where it was probably the summer when the little one of the big four L's, um, he was, he was probably two. So it was kind of that, that time and, or maybe three, and we did theme weeks in the summer. And so that was a, like, and it was simple. Like I would say it was a water week and then we would just do things with water, you know, throughout the week. Yeah. And it, it, it kept us like where we felt like it wasn't just where you just sort of get lost with little kids in the summer, you know? (laughs) I do know. Especially (laughs) a summer like the last one when everything was canceled. Oh yeah. We probably, we needed to like revive the theme weeks, <laughs> but, um, anyway, yes. that's a whole nother story. <laughs> that's a whole nother topic. I want to talk about you being a singer and a songwriter. That is amazing. How did you become a singer and a songwriter? So I used to sing, I, I sang growing up just a ton, um, but never thought it would be like a career or anything like that. I just, um, I enjoyed singing. And then, uh, we actually, I got into singing in the church when we, we had moved back from Los Angeles and got married and um, the, the church we were going to just was looking for people that could, you know, they asked what anyone had any talents and I really liked harmonizing and stuff. And so I got pulled in that way and um, started singing with the, the leader every week. And he was like, please come sing with me every week. So, um, so I did that for two years. And then um, as he left, uh, there's just other opportunities kind of came up. And then I just started uh, realizing that I could still play the piano from a kid um, and kind of pick that back up. And then my kids got older. I started working with some other kids, like teaching them, um, you know, how to, how to uh, harmonize and sing. And um, I started playing for them and we're kind of realizing I could still play and um, just kind of, it kind of just opened up and technology has been really helpful with that. Cause if I'm, if I'm somewhere and a song just pops in my head, I can immediately just open up the voice memos and start recording. And so it's not lost forever. I don't know how people wrote songs back. In, like, no, I guess they would just get, sketch out the notes or something uh, <laughs> on, on the lines. But, um, but yeah, that's how. And then I would sing songs for people and not tell them that they were mine. And so I kind of got that natural um, response mm-hmm. where people would tell me later, Hey, that song you sang last week, it was really, it's been stuck in my head. I looked it up on iTunes. Can't find it. I'm like, Oh, well, it's mine. <laughs> so I'm like, it's not on iTunes because it's my song. And so um, there was kind of more of that push. And I ended up doing actually a Kickstarter when Kickstarter was super new to fund the whole project. And um, it was like a friend of a friend, um, Marshall, the producer, was and so um he ended up liking my music and sound and so yeah (laughs) it was a lot of fun I'm wondering where you get inspiration for your music so just life so I've written most of the songs that that um that I recorded are very like spirit and spiritual in nature um 
but I, I have written a lot more songs that just like, um, just about my experience and, and stuff. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely been life. Um, like I have a couple of my songs on that, that record are like from the Psalms and, you know, I like scripture a lot and find it very inspiring. Very cool. You have so many roles. <laughs> Blogger, singer, songwriter. Can you tell us how you managed to balance it all? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Always, uh, whenever people act like, oh, wow, you really got it together. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's going. It's, I think um, I have actually kind of found a rhythm, you know, I've had to over these years. Uh, one of the things in this crazy time of the pandemic is kind of trying to have uh, more of a set schedule, you know, uh, I know I saw that some of your kids are doing some of the online, um, learning and that part, you know, when we got thrown into it in March, we weren't prepared. And so I kind of had the kids all gathered here. They were like all in the kitchen around the, the, um, you know, kitchen table and they were around the, um, the bar back there. And, it was just chaotic and crazy and it's way calmer this time around. And I'm not saying it's great cause it's still, it's hard to have that many people trying to do that many things. Not only our internet can even handle it. I mean, I we got about the internet <laughs> Dad working at home. I'm doing things at home that are online. I've got four, you know, the four different schools and they're doing the live videos. So it takes up a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, Wi-Fi, I guess. So, but all that to say is that, we're in a good groove. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I just, we kind of all have our roles and I kind of go with the flow a lot, I'm not super rigid, but yet I also keep a schedule. And during the, this time I have been, um, I have been the lunch lady and I didn't do that last time. Like, cause usually the kids just kind of do their own thing. <laughs> yeah, like I would make for regular school, they just make their own lunches and, you know, or they have to buy lunch and, um, so, but for, since we started back, it's their, their lunchtime is kind of spread out. It's all different times. So I've, I've actually told them, okay, I'm making lunch or I'll tell them what I'm having for breakfast or they're like, okay, mom, can we please have cereal today? I'm like, okay, today's a free day. You know, you can choose your breakfast, but you know, just trying to kind of set things. So it's not so like just free for all in the kitchen all the time and coming in for snacks and Three and it's constant, so I can't imagine with five. Yes, and I try to like kitchens closed, but it doesn't always work. And we always, I mean, especially this during this season, there's a ton of birthdays in our family. So um, <laughs> right now, there's cake in the house. So <laughs> we had my mom here for my daughter's 12th birthday. And, um, she didn't get to leave because we started having tons of rain down here in, um, you know, in the Houston area. And so she stayed and last night, um, normally no one would have been in, in the kitchen at 1030. And my husband came down and he was like, he comes back up and he's like, Rebecca, they're all, all of the kids are in the kitchen eating cake with grandmother. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh gosh. The never-ending kitchen. Do you know that all three of them ate lunch at different times today? Okay. Breakfast and the lunches and the dinners. I feel like my full-time job could just be feeding them. Right. I know. <laughs> it's just, I know, and I, I laugh. I'm like, I'm the, you know, aren't I the best lunch lady you've ever had? And they're like, yes, you are. <laughs> 
you know, there, there are perks because my son hates the cafeteria and would come home with a full lunch because he said it was gross in the cafeteria. Yes. So, so now he can come and sit in our kitchen and have a big lunch. So they're all definitely our perks. Yes. Well, I, so my oldest is actually, um, he's on the autism spectrum. He's very high functioning and he goes to like a fine arts, um, high school here in Houston. And one of the biggest blessings of this, like being home is that he has gained, like, he's gained like 30 pounds. <laughs> like, and he was, he was super skinny because of the medicine he takes to like, kind of get through the school day yeah. he's hungry and he's coming home and not, you know, not eating till he gets home. But here he's like, um, can I have more cake? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, you put on 30 pounds. I think you're good. <laughs> I know. I said to Lily, I said, get away from the snacks. I'm like, you can have strawberries blueberries, or a banana. That's what your choices are. Get away from the snacks. <laughs> Are your children doing a hybrid type of schedule? Are they home all the time? What does their school look so like? So we have until, so they're, they're right now they're just, just home. So we have actually to decide this week. So we're in the big Houston ISD school district. And so it's massive. And they've given us this week till Friday to decide if we're going to go in person or stay virtual for the next six weeks, which starts October 19th. So that's kind of the big, big thing everybody's talking about, you know, and, and because our school system is not like, you just don't feed necessarily into your neighborhood school. They have a magnet program and so you can go to school where you want to go. Like I was saying, my older one goes to the fine arts high school and um, it's downtown and it's a very small school. So there's really like, it, it makes sense for them to go back. They need to be, I mean, they're, they're all playing instruments. They need to be in the classroom and they can separate enough and all these things. Um, So it's obvious we're going to send him. Um, Then some of the other schools are choosing different, different ways of doing in person. And then elementary there, you know, I was hearing you talk about this last week too. The elementary is doing one thing, middle school is doing something else. So, um, but I think, I think we're going to, we're opting to all go back, but it might look basically what they'll do is they'll get the numbers. And then for the different schools, they're going to say, um, okay, well, this school is going to be on an AB schedule and your kid will go, you know, yes, Monday, yes. Wednesday, Friday this week, and they'll go Tuesday, Thursday next week. And, um, so, but we won't know that. So we just, so we hear how many people decided which, yes, one, you know. I totally understand school. It's been constant school conversations. And that's why my husband said to me last week yeah. during my vlog, he said, you're cut off. Yes. Said, you can go back to it. But he's like, next week, please take a break. <laughs> I know. I heard that. I was like, how can we not talk about school? It's like, uh, it's, it's a hot topic right now. <laughs> well, I'm going to go tell him when we're done that I have had so many friends say to me, of course you want to talk about school right now. That's what we're all talking about. <laughs> yes. Tell him that's what people are interested in right now. Okay. <laughs> tell him. I am going to tell him. Sometimes he's not right. <laughs> can you tell us how old all of your children are and how you've adjusted your parenting during the pandemic, which you did touch on. Yes. So the baby, um, he was born in May of last year. So he's, he's 16 months. And, um, and then the littlest one of the big L's, he just turned 10 daughter, just turned 12. And then the other two are about, you know, they'll have their birthdays soon. So it's they're 13 and 15. 
now. So you really had a baby after everyone was kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell you that has been, I mean, his name's Jimmy and he was named for my dad. My dad had passed away literally in um, March and Jimmy was born in May and we had already decided Jimmy's name was going to be Jimmy and that's my dad's name. And, um, but he has been such, I mean, it's just, it's, he's a dream and he loves, I mean, he's going to be so sad (laughs) when everybody goes back to school because he is just used to constant attention, even just the nice thing of them being in school at home because they can just pop back down and see him. Um, and we're still getting some consistent, you know, quiet, just hangout time, me and him, um, too, but but yeah, it's, it has been quite an adjustment for sure. Like you said, I mean, everything was, so many things were canceled. We were, um, you know, we were here pretty much all the time, but the nice thing was like, we, we took a lot of walks and until it got too hot. Um, <laughs> yes. so, um, so the, so that part of it kind of was good. I mean, we've definitely, we've always been a very active, busy family and, um, you know, I try to let the kids do the different things that they're interested in, you know, so when they were little, we kind of just tried a lot of different things. And now that they're all getting a little bit older, they kind of know what they like and they're into, but it does make our evenings super busy. And, you know, um, we have had so many more meals together since this happened. The best part. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> All my kids are back to activities and I'm missing the family dinners. Oh yeah, for sure. I had one, um, I have a baseball player, the 13 year old, that's, um, he's a eighth grader and he's, he's still playing baseball or he's kind of picked that back up. So he does kind of head out some, but my husband usually just takes him and yeah, we still manage to have the dinner. Uh, other kids playing baseball and the piano lessons now get to be virtual and that kind of helps because then we still get to all have dinner <laughs> I know I'm loving that most of my meetings are on zoom so I don't have to go anywhere <laughs> yes I mean I was so we actually had an open house a middle school open house on teams so they use the teams format last night and it was so cool because you had to access it through your child's account and you were able to just pop in to the next one and then they were just they were they were all very quick it was like 13 minutes and then you you go to the next one um but i think that's the way they should do it even when because i don't need to be driving in houston traffic to try to get to an open house at 6 30 at night you know I, I think there are some benefits that are going to come from this. I right? know. All of the meetings should stay to Zoom so that parents don't have to leave. You yeah. know, we had a meeting tonight and it said in bold letters, in person. And I said, no, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, Why? <laughs> we just do it on Zoom. Yes. And even like last night, none of the parents showed the camera. So they all have their cameras off. So, um, you know, they don't even have, you don't even have to get dressed. You can be in your pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) Go to a PPO meeting. (laughs) I hear the teachers talking to the kids. And I I heard one teacher say, I'm not going to start until everyone's camera comes on. I'm like, oh my gosh, no one wants to put their camera on. (laughs) No. What would you say are your best parenting coping skills? 
Parenting coping skills. I think it's just taking everything in stride. You know, it's like, it's like the story I told you about last night with the, you know, my husband coming up and saying that they were all four down having cake with, with my mom. <laughs> and it, and like, it could, you could just get upset about that kind of stuff because, you know, probably not the best idea <laughs> to have cake when it's actually after your bedtime and people have to be up at seven. I mean, like, but right. really it was just, it's fine. You know, it's, it's, you only live once and you know, it's, we have birthday cake in the house and somebody's got to eat it. So <laughs> but I think that's the biggest thing. You just take things in stride. It's, it's, you can only plan so much and um, appreciate this moment because it's going to be gone before we know it. You know, they just grow up so fast. They, they always say that, that the days are short and the years are, no, years are short and the days are long and yeah. it's true. Yeah. It really is so true. Well, that's excellent advice. And I'm going to take that advice because I think that what you're telling me, I think relaxing with parenting is, is the best coping strategy. And I think when I get too rigid and too controlling is when I start to freak out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a lesson like we can all take through this because how many of us would have wanted this to go a different way, right? I mean, just you know, how many thought you're going to close the doors in March. And for us, it was right. It was right at spring break. And so like, you're going to, you know, head out for spring break and actually no one gets to go anywhere. And, and then, and then not go back to school for months and months and I'll be home. And it just, um, I think it just teaches you like, okay, you know, I really don't have control over everything and that's okay. You know, we're going to, it's going to be all right. And um, we're going to make the best of it. Very true. I kept telling myself during any of the days when I was like, I can't do this anymore. I was like, yes, you can. And you're all healthy. And that's all that matters. And I kept Mm -hmm. saying that to myself over and over again. Yes. It's so true. I mean, it's just so much to be thankful for. We were, we had my mom with us for the first almost 80 days. Um, cause she's, she just turned 79. She's one of the birthdays that we (laughs) recently had. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just like, that's, that's, what's important. You know, we were just, we just stuck it out and, and the kids loved it. I mean, my daughter shared a room with her and the baby and never complained about it once, you know, just, uh, wanted her there and, um, just amazing. Like I love giving that, that gift to the kids, you know, so it's unexpected. I'm thinking, but. I'm thinking one big happy family <laughs> I'm <thinking> about you. <laughs> There, I mean, sometimes like I'm right here in this room and there, the boys are right above me and it, my husband will be like, what is that? <laughs> like you think that the ceiling's going to fall in. So yes. I, my daughter is pacing it's, above it's, us right now in her bedroom and I'm like, oh my God, she's driving me crazy. Stop walking. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, the good thing that I can hear it is that like if my oldest one, he'll like, he'll sneak upstairs and he's supposed to be in a class. And I'm like, I can hear you. <laughs> I know where you are and that's not where you're supposed to be. I know. You're not I, to go to school on your bed. <laughs> I keep checking on my 13 year old because he's hiding in his bedroom. And I walked in, you know, he's usually on his Chromebook and I yeah. walked in and he was on his big gaming computer at his desk. And I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, mom, I just brought my earth science lab up on my computer. And I looked and he was doing work on his big, huge computer. And I was like, oops, okay. But I, you never know. <laughs> you better not be gaming. 
Yes. Can you tell us what just inspires you to get up in the morning? Um, def- definitely my kiddos. Like they are just, they're everything to me. And just having the opportunity to be their mom. Like I always wanted to have a big family. Um, my husband grew up in a family with, he has three sisters and, um, I just loved that. Like they were so loud and there were so many of them and just, you know, opinions and just, it was crazy. We were just, my family, we were really spread out. There was three of us, but, um, I am 13 years younger than my brother and eight years younger than my sister. And so it's just, it's almost like we had two sets of families, you know, he just, by the time I went to, um, kindergarten, he was headed to college. And so, um, it's just different. There was nobody yelling and fighting. <laughs> we just got along great. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's just the, those kids, like they're just, they, they mean so much to me. And, um, I just, I love, I love watching them grow and, and do their thing and shine and find their gifts and, um, and, and talk to them. You know, it's so, it's so amazing to have to look back at little, the little kids and see that now, I mean, I can have really serious conversations with them about why I'm wanting to do something a certain way. And they actually will listen, yes. you know, rather than just me just saying, well, we're making a decision. We're doing this as family. I, I'll sit down and say, I want you to understand why, you know, like, this is what happened in my background. And this is why I, I think this way. And they're like, oh, okay. You know, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's wonderful. I lost my question. What's the best advice you have ever gotten? The best advice. I definitely, I don't know where it came from. I I just know it's something I always tell my husband and I've told my kids too. It's the, it's to be a truth teller. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if, even if it's the hard things, um, if people know that you're someone that they can trust and, you know, even when it's, it's uh even when you've done wrong, it, if you know, you know, I can count on you that you're, you're just not going to lie to me. Um, it, it goes a long way with people like building trust. Um, and so that's something that I've been told along the way and tried to carry with me along the way. Um, and then try to instill in the kids, you know, just how valuable that is because there's the, you know, the, the Oreos are all over your face and, and did, you, know, you ask the question, did you get into the Oreos? And they're like, look at you and they're covered in cookies. And no, okay, well, you're not going to get in trouble if you tell the truth. I'm not saying there won't be a consequence, but you're not going to get in trouble. I just want you to tell, tell me the truth. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How'd you know I got into the Oreos or whatever? You know, like right now they're not good. They're still not good at hiding things. Like they'll just leave the wrappers and <laughs> yes. the mama just knows. <laughs> My seven-year-old has gone from telling me she didn't do it to now it's, well, I didn't mean to do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, at least she's already, at least we're making progress. Yes. <laughs> um, just be honest. Be honest. <laughs> I'm going to keep telling her. I keep, it's my button. You hit my button. Honesty is my big button. And I tell everyone, just be honest with me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. so important. It's so powerful. It really is. Cause I feel like, you know, that there, there are some things like there's, there's a situation that I'm in right now where I've been volunteering somewhere and I'm going to have to step away. And, um, you know, it's, it's important to me to be able to tell the right people, you know, tell people before yeah. I step, you know, I need to tell the person that I 
promised I would do this and why, and you know, that kind of thing. So that way people, they know they can count on you. And if something changes, they know that that you're going to tell them the truth. And um, it means a lot. I totally agree. I think you touched on this a little bit, but can you tell us what your biggest challenge is right now? Uh, I think it's just, it's kind of balancing the, the, the school situation and keeping the kids safe and um, yes. trying to, you know, keep peace in the house in the middle of all that, um, you know, trying to keep, keep the kids like there's a way I can sort of track what they're doing, but I also want to be able to let them be like normal kids when they're in school. And if they're, when they're in school, normally I'm not, you know, popping into their classroom to see if they're, <laughs> if they're on task. Right. So that's a little challenging. Um, especially with my older one, cause he is the one that he does have, you know, he's, he's on the autism spectrum. He needs a little bit more help, but I also, I, it's very challenging for me because I've got the three others in school and the baby and I can't, you know, I can't kind of meet all those needs. I've, I actually have reached out to the school to say, cause he does, does have things that they do for him when he's in the school. Mm-hmm. So I've asked them to, you know, meet those accommodations at home the best they can, meaning that they check in with him regularly. They walk through and make sure he's doing his assignments because I just can't, I can't be his assistant and take care of everybody else. You know, no, you have, you have a lot going on. Well, and I think that's the thing, you know, it's, it's not being afraid to ask for like, there are certain things I'm really good at. I know how to do. And like you said, like this one is, it's a big challenge for me, like kind of keeping them all in their school. That's why I'm really excited for them to get back in. Yes. <laughs> yes. But not being afraid to ask for help. Right. Like, um, I, I needed help. I need help with him in high school to keep him on track. And I'm, you know, I'm still having to do that too, but um, I also just need the help from the school as well. And they're really good at about now, like reaching out to me, like, Miss Ella Hockham, <laughs> Bakri didn't show up for geometry today. <laughs> really? <laughs> so. It's hard because we get this, I don't know where this comes from. It must come from our mothers and their mothers, but it's, it's this superwoman complex. And I try to remind myself that I don't have to do all the parenting by myself. I can't do it. Yeah, it's so true. I think there's a, there's, I've seen it on a couple of pages. It's like a, a, there's a meme going around right now. It's like a mom and she's like, I'm drowning. I really need help. And the person's like, wow, you're amazing. She's like, no, but I really need, like, I don't know why I'm doing this. And they're like, but you're super mom. You know, it's just like, they're just not getting it. Cause they just think, well, you, you got all these kids. You must have it all together. It's like, no. Oh, help me. Yes. Help. <laughs> I know my friend is telling me I'll drive Lily. I'll drive her there and I'll bring her home. And I'm like, oh, I feel so bad, but I need you to do this. <laughs> So what else do you want to share with us that I haven't asked you tonight? Oh, I just, it's so much fun getting to talk to you just to be able to like, you know, I, one of the things I've really missed out on, and I'm sure other people are too, is just being able to have these like one-on-one conversations with other moms and other people that are sharing the same experiences. Like, you know, I'm, I put a lot out there and I'm blogging and, um, posting on Facebook and Instagram and stuff, but like just being able to interact, you know, it's hard. 
I was talking to a friend today and she's like, I miss you. And we live like, she lives a few streets away, but we just don't see each other because this whole thing is just, um, anyway, so I really, really have enjoyed getting to talk to you. Me too. I think that's maybe something that we should, uh, leave with others, you know, like this, try to take, take a little time to reach out to a friend and yes. have the conversations, have some face to face if you can safely yeah. or do well, the zoom. <laughs> for sure. Well, you're just reminding me cause I'm having this wonderful conversation with you over zoom. And my friend was just texting me before I talked to you that she's not comfortable seeing people right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to you thinking, why didn't I suggest zoom? Yeah. I'm so when I so I'm gonna go text her and tell her you don't have to see me in person. We're gonna do a Zoom call. Yes. Yeah, and just give her a warning, you know. (laughs) So she can have clothes on. (laughs) Yes. It's like have you ever had anyone accidentally FaceTime you and you're like, uh (laughs) (laughs) I'm not answering that. Like I just got out of bed or you know. I'm in the bathroom. What's happening? Why are you FaceTiming me? That has definitely happened. The warning is good. The warning is good. Can you tell our audience where to go to learn more about you? So I have two um, websites. I have RebeccaMe.com and Rebecca, the way um, my mama spelled it, I have no credit for this, is the Old Testament way. So it's the Rebecca, R-E-B-E-K-A-H and me. Um, which stands for um, Maddox El Hakam, my full name. But um, yeah, so RebeccaMe.com. And then I have El Mama and Mama is M-O-M-M-A. That's also a Texas thing. So ElMama.com and RebeccaMe.com. Those are places you can find me. And you said your music was on iTunes, right? They can find your music. Yeah, but if they go to if they go to RebeccaMe.com, then they'll see how my name is spelled, and then they can search it. Um, my my album was called Radiant You, so That's you can search beautiful. that too. I love that title. That's beautiful. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I had so much fun getting to know you. Oh, this was wonderful. Thank you. So this is Rebecca Green for the Whiny Palooza podcast, reminding everyone to spend every day laughing, learning, and loving. Thank you for tuning in to the Whiny Palooza podcast. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. While you are there, leave a review. I love to hear your feedback. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.